You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and creator of the Deb Method of Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. So every week, I bring in three guests to dive into the topic of the week. And then on Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of the Deb Show podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. So whether you need to revitalize your goals, or you just want to get some fun encouragement and inspiration, you've come to the right place. And I am really excited about today's topic. We're talking about self-advocacy because when it all boils down to it, you are your own best advocate. And if you're not, then we're really, really glad you tuned in. And today I have a wonderful panel. We have Jackie Bailey from... I love this international conversation coach, also from Speak Feed Lead Project, and I will let her talk about that more, but it's awesome. Take my word for it. Uh, Jamie Martin, who comes through um, our friend Julie, who said, you need to meet Jamie, and she was absolutely right, and I'm very excited because I believe you came to one of my meet and greets, and we were trying to find a good fit, and that's really where this topic of self-advocacy came up. And Bob Wheeler from the Friends of Annie, a.k.a. FOA, Friends of Annie P. Ruggles Coalition. When I mentioned the topic to Annie, she said, what about Bob? Because he never hears that. So I'm really (laughs) thrilled to dive in. But before we do that, I would love for you all to introduce yourselves, share why you are here, and why you're so excited about this topic of self-advocating. Jackie, let's start with you. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Deborah. I am Jackie Bailey, and I am the founder and the director of the Speak, Feed, Lead Project. We empower the voices of children and teenagers, and I'm excited to be here on this topic because we need to help our kids advocate for themselves. We need them to be strong and powerful speakers because no one else is advocating for them. (laughs) So we've got to teach them to do it. I remember, and we met, I think we met a couple years ago, and then we reconnected recently. And I'm like, oh, great. I've got the perfect topic because that's what happens. But I did uh, competitive public speaking uh, all through college. It was my, my social thing I did in high school. And if ever I'm asked to give advice to, to kids, it's start talking. Because if you talk, if you can write, if you can communicate, then anything and everything is possible. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, self-worth is really the ability to say what you need. 
and many of our kids are unable to do that right now. Well, it's so important. So you advocate for them and for yourself. So we're having like a whole advocate. There's more advocate. advocate. We're having a party talking about advocacy. <laughs> yes, awesome. we are. Woo-hoo. Let the party begin. <laughs> Jamie, welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Deborah. I'm really excited about this topic. I, so I really started honing in on my coaching business around advocacy for women, in particular around their professional life, because I found the more and more I was talking to women, the more and more they were showing up and being like, I can't, I can't show up in this space as a leader, or they were downplaying their accomplishments and then asking, well, why am I not getting these leadership roles? And we see it over and over again. But one of the stats that I just recently heard for women, self-advocacy and promotion and trying to get raises, when we don't do it, we are costing ourselves over $400,000 over a 40-year career. And that is not counting um, black women. Black women, I think it's almost double, if not more. I can't Whoa. quote that number for them, but I remember seeing it as split second. And I oh, kid you not, almost threw up because I was just like, this is ridiculous. And so I'm actually launching a new program coming up soon called Unleash Your Voice. So I'm super excited about this conversation because I think it's so important for us to learn how to be advocates in all realms of our life. Yes. And that's the personal life and the professional life and all the sub facets they're in. And I have a feeling Bob's about to agree with you a lot. So welcome, Bob Wheeler. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, a little bit about myself, um, my day job. I'm a CPA. I have a tax practice, um, CFO of the world famous comedy store that I'm very passionate about is, is normalizing conversations around money. And so we created the money nerve and I have the podcast uh, money. You should ask where we just talk with people about these different conversations of what unconsciously is going on in our brains um, when outwardly we're saying I'm enough and internally our voice is saying, you're not really, you don't deserve this. And for me, we we're talking, um, I, I don't remember if it was Jamie or Jackie talking about getting out there and talking. I joined Toastmasters. I realized most of us are afraid to give our voice and I'd rather show up scared with my voice shaking and being heard, even if it's squeaky and not so perfect, then stay silent. And I think for many years, personally, I stayed silent. And I think there are so many other people out there that are not given the encouragement or don't have the support to step forward. And so for me, it's been a real mission of letting people know there are people out there to provide support, to give guidance, to hopefully inspire. The reason why this topic I think is so important is we're giving you permission. If you're tuning in or if you're watching the replay or listening to the podcast version of this, guess what? You not only have our permission, but you have our encouragement to advocate for yourself because that is really the first step to creating the life you want. So there you go. So before we dive even further into this, 
Um, I feel like we should define self-advocating because it feels like it's obvious, but layers beneath the obviousness. Yes. Yes, I know words. So, Jackie, how do you define self-advocacy? Wow. Uh, I would say that self-advocacy is having the, I don't even want to say ability, but it's the courage, although it shouldn't always take courage to speak up for yourself, but it is having that desire to speak up for yourself when you know what you need and, and when you know what you want and then voicing that without the fear of being ridiculed or punished or whatever it is. That would be self-advocacy in my definition. That's a good one. And, and But I really think it's all three. Hmm. It is it is having the ability, the courage, and the desire. Mm-hmm. Because then mixed together, right? And, and something I say frequently, you can't get what you want unless you know what that is. So start from you and figure out what you want. And then you're in a position to advocate for it. Mm-hmm. Jamie, uh, how do you define self-advocacy? So I, I define it from being from a place where you are so aligned with your value system that when something goes off that, and you're being called to do something outside of that, you, to, to Jackie's point, you you actually draw up the courage and you show up in that space to voice that in some form or fashion, right? To voice your values and saying, this is no longer aligned with me and I need to protect myself or even somebody else in that line in order to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Nice. I And I, I would add a, there's an energy piece to it too. Like the, oh, really getting an alignment with being able to kind of from that fear perspective, pulling the fear out so you can really come from a centered, grounded space. So it's both pieces. It's being able to stand up when it's in alignment, but it's also being able to stand up when it is not in alignment. And for those who don't know me, so the D and the Deb method is determine your mission. And when you know what that is, your mission, your motto, your value, then it really is, I don't want to say easy, but it's really easy to know what is a yes and what is a no. Mm -hmm. But that advocacy piece, so you can stand behind it and shout from the rooftops, whether it's in alignment or off kilter and be able to be your authentic self as much as possible. Well, and I would add too is, I know Jackie, you were talking about without feeling like you're going to have retaliation. It's also setting it up so that you don't actually have retaliation. Or if you do, you don't care, Hmm. right? You're just like, whatever. And I can give a a great example of that. Um, About eight years ago, I advocated for a partner because our CF or no CIO was slamming them in a meeting. They were not there. They were not present. And I said, no, that's, it's not their fault. And when I left the meeting, my mentor looked at me, he said, be ready for your pink slip. And I, and I reflected and I said, you know what, if this speaking up about this gives me my pink slip, I don't want to work here. 
You go, girl. And, thank you. <laughs> and they last you for five more years. Okay. I figured we needed the punchline. Yeah. Sorry, I lasted five more years and grew in leadership there. And yeah. Yeah. Nice. And, and amazing. Great stories. So, Bob, what do you think? How do you define self-advocacy? Yeah, for me, it's uh, really championing for yourself, um, like being your own best cheerleader, knowing that it's okay to cheerlead for yourself. And I think the other piece that I want to bring in, and I do agree that when you get to that grounded point, that not worrying about retaliation or any of those things. But when you're starting out, I think it's really important to know, I wished I had known that People aren't going to be on my side. People may not support me. People may criticize me. And I think that held me back for a bit. I was, I was so terrified of all the outside judgment. And so for me, a lot of my life was fear-based, right? That's going to kill me. This is scary. I better not do that. What will they think? People are going to talk. And so I just want to name for people out there that are like, I know this feels important and I want to move towards it. It's scary. And not everybody's going to run to your aid. Find people that are part of your community, your network, your tribe, and realize not everybody's going to be excited for you. Do it anyway, right? Do it anyway. If you're scared, if you're unsure, if you don't have it perfectly worded, do it anyway. Be messy. Show up. Nice. I got got chills from that. Mm Mm-hmm. I, first of all, and you and I had a conversation uh, previously about this because I said, Bob, you do so many things. Where do I put you? <laughs> and you said, I feel very strongly about self-advocacy because of my past and because I know from a personal experience the value of it. Yep. So I appreciate you and, and sharing that because it's – we. We basically get this gift. It's called life where we get to do with it. If we're lucky, the things that we love and put our voice out there in ways that help others. And it's almost being a self advocate. lets more people know that you are there and available to help. So you're doing other people a service by letting people know that you exist. Absolutely. So for those podcast listeners, everybody is nodding. <laughs> <laughs> we are in agreement. <laughs> and, and I was going to, I feel like the follow-up is you answered this, which is why it's important. It's important because if you don't do it, who's going to? Is there, did I miss anything? Okay. Again, shaking your heads. Yeah, I don't think you're missing anything. <laughs> No. Well, I, I would say too is we need more voices out there, right? We we yeah. look at if you look at what's going on in our world right now, we're in such a big shift, especially in the United States, and we need people who are willing to say, "I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done with the stories that we were told before, and I'm going to keep pushing the boundary." Because I do think that the more we use our voices, the more we can start to break down some of the systematic stuff that has been playing out. And so I think there's a bigger thing than even just a yourself, but how do we start to move forward in the community? Oh, really good point. I love that. 
Well, I've been in many situations where it took one person to say, I'm not doing that. No one else would speak up, but one person said, no, I'm not going to be involved in that. And then all of a sudden, other people were like, yeah, I don't want to do that either. They wouldn't have said anything had there not been just one person that was willing to buck the trend. And then that gives other people power to do that too. So I think that's part of the importance of self-advocacy because we never know who we're going to inspire to also stay, as, as Jane would say, in alignment with who they are. And maybe they have a little more fear than most. And it just takes one person to say, I'm going a different way. And it gives them someone to follow. Anything to add to this, Bob? Well, I'm just thinking, you know, as people get into this, and again, I go back to myself, um, you know, I didn't think of myself as a leader. I didn't think of myself as certain ways. And, um, and I think for people out there who might say, well, my voice isn't as important or these other people are more educated, like throw that in the trash and trust yourself. Because like I took this workshop once and it was about leadership. What I didn't know was that they were secretly filming the entire workshop. And so what happened was they had asked us to, you know, step into leadership. And I was like, I'm not a leader. Well, when I watched the video and I ended up interrupting the whole workshop and not letting anybody go to lunch until we did this thing a certain way. And at the end, they were like, well, you were a leader in this, this, this. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then we watched the video and went, oh, my God, I didn't know I was stepping up. I wasn't even aware of it. And so there are a lot of people out there that are leaders that and, and even if you're not the leader leader, your voice is so important. That one person that is hesitating may be the impetus that makes everybody go, oh, my God, we totally missed that one piece. And, and so, again, trust the unknown. Take the risk, even if it's scary. Um, because you just don't know the impact you're having. You just don't know the impact. And I, I love that because I two things popped up for me from that, Bob, is that you, know, you can even bring curiosity. So if something uh, doesn't feel right, just ask a question yeah. because you don't have to know for sure like this is the thing, but you can be like, you know what? I'm not following this. Can we regroup and can we talk about it in a different way so that I can understand better? And then the other piece that that stood out for me too, as you were talking, was the number of times I've talked to people who said, I'm not a leader. And the reason is because I'm doing my job. Right. And so anybody who's listening at this point, I want you to, to take a pause and start looking at when you where you're showing up above and beyond your job duty. Because when you, if you're asking questions, if you're, you know, bringing people together, if like you're doing what Bob did was saying, time out, we need to keep working through something. Guess what? You're doing leadership. Nice. Leadership is in, I think I, I've done a, a couple of shows on the topic and it's, I feel like it should be underlined and put little asterisks next to it because that's, it, it goes hand in hand with advocating, not just self-advocating, but uh, bu bullying, moving, th pulling things along, moving things along. Uh, I'm sure it will surprise no one when I was on jury duty several years ago that I was unanimously voted for a person because I was always in that role because you need, 
in any sort of project or situation, the champions will show up. The leaders will show up. And then it's, it's almost like starting a wave. Like if something doesn't look right and you ask the questions and you go down that little curiosity rabbit hole and then you bring people on board, it is leadership, but it's advocating for your business. It's not just for yourself. It's for your team. It's creating things for the greater good. Yep. So what is it? And I don't know how to ask this right. What, why are people bad at self-advocating? What stops people from self-advocating? And then we can give some tips on how to get better at it. So Bob, what stops people from being a good self-advocate or any self-advocate? Um, the way we've been socialized, our parents' voices in our heads, um, people saying, how dare you? And like, if you're a good person, you wouldn't do that. You think about other people first, right? There's, there's all these stories that come in and, and we, we, we take those as truth instead of saying, wait a minute, let me filter that out. Let me filter that out. It is actually okay to self-advocate. You know, it's just the same thing with the, the airbag in the airplane, right? You got to take care of yourself first before everybody else, or you can't help anybody. And I think we've been socialized to, no, that's selfish. Don't be selfish. Don't be greedy. Focus on everybody else. So it's the tapes, right, from your past yeah. that you run over and over again. That's to, that stops people. And, and I also, I shouldn't, I should let the two of you answer as well, but I, I know that in some cultures, it's not polite to self-advocate. So we have that piece as well, but we, we can travel down that rabbit hole if we need be in a bit, but it really starts with you and your past. What are you bringing into the present? This stops people from self-advocating. Jackie, what else do you think? Well, I can give an example uh, because I work with young people. During the throes of the pandemic, my students were feeling very uncomfortable, sad, frustrated, unhappy. And they couldn't, they tell me they could not speak up to their parents about how they were feeling because they knew there was already a lot of pressure on, on their parents who maybe were working from home or had lost a job or were worried about income or worried about grandparents getting sick. There were all these feelings in the house. And my students will say, if I told my parents how I was really feeling, I would have made it worse. So they stayed silent. They didn't, they didn't have anyone to voice those frustrations or feelings too. And so I think sometimes we don't want to make waves. We don't want to cause other people grief or unhappiness. And so we, we sacrifice our self-advocacy for others. That's so sad. Were you able to help them? Yeah. In our programs, we allow our students to talk about those things. We give them this, the stage, if you will, or a, a forum where they can freely talk about their feelings and talk about those things. And it's so heartwarming when I see the, the support that they give each other. You know, it's, it's peer support. 
kids their same age get it and they're willing to listen and let them share their feelings there. And so they do get a little bit of opportunity to share their feelings when they don't feel like it's going to rock the boat anywhere. So they get to release it in that way. Awesome. I had a feeling you were going to say yes. I just wanted to, you know, applaud and gold star that activity because that's the community aspect. And I think Bob was mentioning this before, you know, you need to find your people. Not everyone is going to encourage you. Doesn't mean you have to cut them out of your life. It just means you have to be selective of who you discuss your ambition with. So Jamie, same question. What stops people? Oh my gosh. Uh, the, the biggest thing that, that pops in my head is this sense of, I need to be safe because we are so, and, and it goes to Bob's point. We are so built into believing that when we, when we go to rocking the boat, like Jackie was saying, we're, we're actually causing ourselves and others to not be in a safe space. And then as a result, we started building up, at least I've seen this a lot, this idea that we can't be emotional, we can't show vulnerability. And to self-advocate is to actually show vulnerability. And so as you start to go down that path, you, you start to hear the stories keep repeating. And I actually think professionalism should be thrown out the window at this point because the story that we're told about how to show up as a professional is very cut and dry. It's like, this is how you are supposed to be. You show up and on some level, just shut up. You do your job. But that's not how we need to actually grow. And that's not how companies that do great things when they first start actually grow right? So they have to have people who show up and start to challenge things. But it requires you to be vulnerable and vulnerability is not something that most of us are told is okay. Mm. Yeah. Especially in this, this time where it's like authenticity is good. Vulnerability is good, but just a little bit. So how do you find that balance? Because you need to keep that professional air and still be true to yourself. So what is the secret? There is no secret, but what is the secret? I would say for from what I've shown, the way I show up from a vulnerable place is to actually bring curiosity, like I said earlier, but also lean into what makes sense to me, right? Like, how am I opening the door for others in, in the sense of being able to be the person, like Jackie said, for those, those kids to be the person to allow permission to show up in a different way. And so I'm usually very vocal about my history of depression. I'm very vocal about my um, IVF journal, because, journal journey because we need to start having those conversations. And so I'm, I'm doing it more from a, I'm trying to give more permission to others to show up because both of those things actually affect how you show up at work. And so if you can't vocalize that, you, you your performance may change. It likely will change. And you need to be able to have people in your corner that are actually in your corner. Mm-hmm. Right. And actually in your corner. 
because not everybody is there. And I think, and, and this goes to a, a different kind of tangent, you know, the feedback tangent. Who, who do you talk to? How do you find your people? I kind of think you know, right? You know the people who are going to advocate with you. And you know the people you need to stay away from. And it sounds really simple to stay, you know, hang out with your advocates. and But you can't always do that. So how do you protect yourself? So there's a couple of ways. Um, first, be willing to fight. So the example I have that immediately pops in my mind is when I was going through IVF, I had a CEO who at one point looked at me and said, Jamie, in the next executive meeting, I'm going to have to lay into you. Um, he was very much about calculating how things played out. And I looked at him and said, no, you will not. Um, and my boss was sitting there too. He was the C uh, CTO. And he was like, no, I'm going to have to. And I said, I cannot guarantee how I will react. I cannot. And I will not be able to handle it. I am not in the space for it. I'm not in the space to play the game of it. And I didn't really want to anyways. But I was such a shell of myself at that point. I knew that being laid into was going to feel like it was breaking me. Um, and so you have to actually drum up that courage. And I knew I could say it because ironically the CTO, while he was in the room and wasn't really advocating, I knew he was one of those people who was going to do magic behind the scenes because he is that kind of play, that person. So you have to like, start to assess how how do people show up for others in the space and i totally think i went off the question as i'm talking it's, <laughs> you did and you didn't though because it was what i was saying before we know sometimes we want people to be our advocates but we know that they're never going to be mm -hmm. and that i think it just it goes back to self Make And if you have to, make a list of your people. I feel like that should be a bonus goal. Make a list of your people who are advocates that you know you can lean on and also realize that that list should be really, really small. Mm. I would add enroll them because oftentimes I think we make a list, but we don't actually have the conversation with them to say, hey, I need support from you in this way. And if I tap you on the shoulder, can you help me? And that, and that changes the game. I like that. I do like so. that. I would also say, even though it feels like your family should always be your advocate, <laughs> they may not be. Um, and I do think it's it's important to be discerning in in who you ultimately trust. You know, put out some feelers. But I just know a lot of times people say, "Oh, I'm going to go check in with my parents, or I'm going to check in with my sister." They may or may not be your best advocate. Mm -hmm. uh, yes. I mean, I'm very lucky. I, and I always say my mom is the cheerleader's cheerleader because she's the one who, who I think allowed me to do what I do. You know, she was always saying, you know, follow your passion. So I get to tell that to other people. Um, but we all know who those people are in our lives. So take people out of the four column that are there just because you want them to be. You know, yeah. have a nice little gut check. And then, as Jamie said, enroll them. Say, you know, I love that you're such a fan of me. 
this is what's going on. I would add too is one way to do that gut check that I have people do is how much do the people in your life want you to stay in your comfort zone because it's comfortable for them, right? My like family is a great, great litmus test for that because oftentimes they they grew up with the safety zone, right? Like we gotta stay, we gotta stay safe. Don't do something crazy, um, you know. And so if you can kind of be like, well, what's their motivation? That helps you kind of say. Mm. They're not the they're not the right people to help push me to do the thing that's uncomfortable to do. Interesting. Because everybody has a role in your story, but you are still the main character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else we want to add on this whole what stops people from self-advocating? Uh, before we go into uh, how, what are some really good quick tips to help people become better self-advocators? Bob? Um, no, I mean, I think um, in terms of, of just, uh, I was, Jamie said something. I, can you say the very last thing you said? Because I was like, oh, I would add on that. Um, so I was talking about um, the litmus test for, who are good people in your tribe really right. in terms of helping you know who to self-advocate for and it's the sense of the comfort comfort right are they there to com- be are you comfortable for them and they don't want you to change you they don't yeah, want you to change that's you. and so what i would say to that as well is also learn to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. um right we we are not comfortable with being uncomfortable. We don't like difficult conversations and most people don't know how to stay for these conversations. And so for me, uh, learning to get uncomfortable and asking for what I need, I may or may not get the answer I need. That doesn't mean I'm going to stop asking. I'm not going to stop with the first no. Um, You know, I may get a hundred no's and I'm going to keep asking. And so learning to just get uncomfortable, not knowing the outcome and just being really, I, I, I use the word curious a lot, Jamie. So when you said it, I'm like, yes, um, to really like be curious what's coming up for you that you don't want to have this conversation with me or what happens for you when you see that I'm actually taking care of myself to actually start engaging with people. And, and we just, it feels like currently people will go to any length. To conversation. Let me just text you, but let's don't actually engage. So the people who are running, screaming, do we just stay away from them? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think, I think when we're dealing with other people, I mean, what comes to mind is compassion, empathy, and humility. Like, if I want to connect with you, I don't need to come in going, you need to hear what I have to say. What my, hey, I really, like, this is what's really true for me. I see it's having an impact on you. I'm really wondering if we if we can meet somewhere in the middle because I don't know how to reach you and I want to connect. And, and, and if we can put that space, that safety net, that safe space where whatever you bring to me, I'm going to hold it. Like I may not love it. I may have a little bit of a reaction, but I really want to hear your whole truth. And are you willing to hear my whole truth? And I would add yes. to that piece is that know who are there for just fun. 
right. you know, because the people who are really running, they just want to have fun with you. And, and that's okay. You can have those relationships. So no, have a distinction a dis- between those people that you're going to lean into and have deeper relationships like Bob's talking about versus, hey, we're just going to go have coffee and talk about fluff. The weather. <laughs> the weather, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, There was this, um, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, um, something my mom saw online recently, and it said, when you meet people, uh, who do you want to have a beer with? Who would you, I forgot what, who would you trust your pet with for the weekend? And I can't remember what the third one was, but but it was along those same lines of who is going to be the person in your corner? And who's the person you trust and who's just someone there for fun. Mm-hmm. And and knowing the difference will make all the difference when you are seeking out advocates. Yep. Jackie, anything to add? I think the question was, how do we start advocating for ourselves or, or how do we do that? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Let, let, let's do that question. How can people <laughs> become better self-advocators, yeah. self-advocates? Well, I think that we need first to stop worrying about what the reactions of everyone else is going to be when we break our silence or when we speak up or when we say yes or no to to whatever the trend is, right? Um, We need to be willing to be disliked, maybe even hated by others because we are speaking up. And just as much as we all love to be loved, by everyone else, we can't we can't resist the hate because we're also going to resist the love. So we just have to say, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to advocate for myself. There's going to be people that will be upset by this. There are people who may even hate me or dislike me. I might even get fired from my job. I might even be looked at by a lot of people as someone who's not worthy of a lot of things. So it's scary. That's a scary position to be in. But in those situations, I've had to think, well, what what will happen if I don't do this? And there's four ways that you can look at every situation. You can think, what's the worst thing that can happen if I do this? What's the worst thing that can happen if I don't do this? What's the best thing that can happen if I do this? And what's the best thing that can happen if I don't do this? And if we can look at the answer to each one of those questions in four different ways, sometimes it's easier to say, I got to do this. Because the best thing that's going to happen is way better than the worst thing that can happen. And so we just, you know, we can't change other people. We just have to go back to having that strength ourselves, being vulnerable to accept whatever is going to happen. We can't control other people, so we can't even start to imagine what the reaction is going to be and help that and have that dictate what we're going to do. So I think the first step I would advise people to do is don't worry about the reactions of others because you really don't know what they will be anyhow. Yes. And it's but it's really easy to say Mm -hmm. that you're not going to worry about the reactions of others. The other thing you can think about is if you go into a situation. And and like you were saying, with the best case scenario in mind, the best case scenario is more likely to happen Mm -hmm. 
because if you're and you're you're in conversation communication, I know you know this, people will get the vibes. Yeah. If you go in with this is the answer you want, you may get that answer. But if you go in dreading the conversation, then all bets are off. You're you're it's going to be as lousy yeah. as you think it's going to be. Yeah, you can manifest that ending or that outcome or result because of your energy, your mindset. Um, but that's all up to us. That is what we have control of. Right? Yes, we, we do have control over our approach mm-hmm. and our mindset, as Bob will probably nod. So, Bob, what other things can people do to be better self-advocates? I think clarity is so important. So for me, you know, you talk about your mission or your purpose. And I think if I know what I'm wanting to show up to do, if I know what my my service is here in my limited time, I think that helps me align with um, self-advocating because it's not just about me. If, if my purpose is to be of service to others, then I know I need to step up um, or something may get missed. Um, a, there's a four question series that I last like to ask people, whether it's about money, whether it's about health, it's about career. It's what, why, why, what? What do I want? Why do I want it? Why don't I have it? What am I willing to do to get it? And when I feel into like, what do I want? Oh, I want to be of service in the world. How do I want to be in service to the world? Why do I want that? So people think I'm cool because I feel like that's my purpose. Like whatever it is, it doesn't, it, it could be superficial, right? But to have clarity and then show up with a direction because I know my end goal. I don't have to know exactly how I'm going to get there. But if I know my destination is New York and I'm coming from L.A., I don't, it doesn't matter all the in-betweens because I know the end goal. And, and so for me, getting real clear about why I'm here and how I want to show up and what I want to self-advocate for, to me, is super important rather than, well, I just want to show up and make sure I'm taken care of. Like, why? So we've got, what do I want? Why do I want it? Why don't I have it? And what was the fourth again? What am I willing to do to get it? I think that that last one is a lot of people. If the answer is nothing. Okay. Yeah. And not, I, I'm guessing those people <laughs> aren't listening, but it's, this is not the kind of show that they would tune into. Maybe it is, but it's when going on that journey, it's a hard, you know, my motto is goal setting simplified because changing your life is challenging enough. The instructions need to be easy. You still need to do the things. So taking that inventory and aligning yourself is the best first step you can take. Yeah. And, you know, I think some of those people are listening. Um, oh, good. So I, I'm going to share this. Um, when I was sitting for my CPA exam, I took this course. Um, and the guy said to me, said to everybody, look, if you believe you're not going to pass this course and you're not going to pass the CPA exam, I suggest you go ahead and get a refund now um, because you're not going to pass. And I laughed and I said, 
well, I'm probably not going to pass, but I'm hoping if I do this, it'll be just enough. Right. So I wasn't actually self-advocating. I didn't actually believe it either. I was hoping some other people would do the work for me. So I was showing up. I wasn't taking the final action. And I think there are a lot of people out there going, well, I hope it'll rub off or through osmosis, the rest of it will happen. So even if you're still scared to take that next step, listening and reminding yourself, okay, it's possible. Maybe not today. Maybe it'll be next week. Maybe it'll be next month. But okay, there's hope for me. There's hope for me. I always there is. I kind of kind of going off of that, Bob, is I think it's just it's a timing thing. They're not ready to go after that journey yet. That's exactly what I was going to say. Somebody, Somebody asked me, I was interviewed last week and someone asked me, what do you do with people who want to work with you who aren't ready to work on their goals? I said, they're not my client. I have had people who I've met who years later said, okay, I'm ready to write my book, Deb. Will you help me get it out of my head? You know, Deb, it's time. But if somebody is not ready during not yet, you could still be playing, pondering, figuring out what's next for you in that exploration. That curiosity is so, so important. You know when it's yet. It's yet when you need change whether that change is by choice or by circumstance, and you can't keep doing the same thing. But I do have to thank you for correcting me, Bob. I hope anybody who's curious about what life, what's possible for themselves is tuning in because that's really what the show is all about is to give motivation and encouragement, but also realize you're not alone. We've, we're here rooting for you, learn from our experience. Oh, this is such a fun conversation. Uh, Jamie, Jackie, Bob, any other really quick tips that we want to add into this? Practice. My best advice is if you're going into something, start practicing. Get Put yourself on video. Watch yourself. Say it over and over again because even even when you do it, it takes you a while. It can take a while to get to the point that you can self-advocate in live motion but if you're going to go into even just a conversation with somebody and you think it's going to be difficult role play do it on video watch yourself look for what your energy looks like look for the tone in your voice like practice that's good yeah yeah i i feel like it's a really good time to give people some goals so what is a I don't want to say easy, reasonable goal. What is a good goal people can set to work on becoming better self-advocates? And Jamie, you can say practice or you can add something to that. So what goal would you like to gift to the audience? And I will start with you, Jamie. Okay. I will add one. Um, Start practicing the awareness of the things that are stopping you from opening your mouth. Because those are the stories that Bob was talking about earlier that are actually pulling you back. Mm. Ooh, I like that. So what do you think? Keep a list? Keep a list. Yeah. Every time you you feel like you're going to start talking and you're like, "Mm, I'm going to stop, write down, like, what just showed up for me? What pulled me back? Whose voice was it even? Ooh, I like that. Because a lot of the times when you stop yourself, 
it's not your voice in your head. Oh, no. <laughs> Mom, dad, brother, sister. Yeah. So, Jackie, what goal would you like to get? Along the same lines as Jamie is suggesting with practice, I think writing. Writing longhand is a very powerful way to bring out what's in your head and what's in your heart onto paper so that you can see it and you can write out, where am I vulnerable in this situation and why? Where does that vulnerability come from? Why do I lack courage to do this You know, right off the bat? Why am I hesitating? And then think about how, you know, how did you learn that? Where, where were you taught that or how were you taught that story? And then change the story. See if you can work on, you know, changing the story that you have in your head to, I can do this. This is something that's important to me. I can be strong. I can do this. I'm going to be better for it. Think about all the marvelous blessings I'm going to receive because of it. So I think writing was an important aspect of any big decision. Write it down. Then it becomes more concrete for you. And you can take a look at it from a different perspective than just what's in your head. And sometimes those answers will come. Now, we've known each other for a while. We don't know each other that well. But writing is like everything (laughs) with what I do. It's all about pre-thinking, brainstorming, putting things out of your head so you can look at it objectively and figure out the solutions. So I am completely underscoring that and be aware, but adding that step to, okay, now let's change it. Mm-hmm. Let's make a, um, let's make this a positive experience. Let's see what we need to do to get it done. And then you can get it done. I know, again, it sounds simple. We're no, it's not simple, (laughs) but you have to start by taking the time to figure these things out so you could change those tapes and really move forward. Yeah, it's not always simple, but it actually can be very powerful. The instructions are simple. Yes. The actions. Yes. And it also takes that desire to actually, you know, enough. I want this life to get this life I need to start doing things different. Mm -hmm. And that includes self-advocating. So Bob, goal? So I, a couple things. One, I would make a list of five top things that I'm not self-advocating that I want to be self-advocating. I would make a list of these are the five things. And then I would pick the one that seems the least scary and make it happen. Set a deadline. I'm going to do it by the end of the month, by the end of the week, by the end of the day. And then, and to Jamie's point, practice, right? You get to, oh, okay, that one wasn't so bad. It didn't kill me. Let me try the next one. Um, So actually writing down tangible items of self-advocacy so that then, okay, great. I did that one. I did that one. Um, The other thing I'm stealing from both a little bit, um, um, you know, what I would say in terms of um, um, changing the story, listen to your language. So really get conscious of what you're saying. Oh, I'm so scared to have confrontation because it'll just be the death of me. 
right? And learn and, and find replacements that bridge the gap from the truth of the situation now to what the future action is going to be. So that might be something like, I've been a really afraid to self-advocate in the past, and now I'm taking steps towards my own future. So that both get to coexist. We're not making the other one completely go away, but eventually we can sort of let hold of that comfort piece that's holding us back. I love that. So it, it's acknowledging, but it's moving forward simultaneously. Right. Nice. That was a nice mashup. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a part of one of the things that I love about these conversations is I bring together most of the time people who don't know each other. And I love it when conversations like this, where everybody's complimenting each other, coming from their own experience, their own background, and just um, yes anding each other. We'll use a little improv reference because that's really what it's all about. You're here. You want to be a better self-advocator. Great. It's in your power. And it starts with these simple things, simple, not simple, but of acknowledging what's in your life, what you need to change and coming up with scripts and practicing the best way to change it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, before we wrap with some final tips, will everybody please share uh, where people can find you and learn more about you and what you do? Jackie. Thank you. You can find just about everything about me at Jackie Bailey, 360.com. There you is a hub where you can find the websites to both my for-profit speaking business and the nonprofit where we help kids to speak. You'll also find me on all social media sites. You'll find access to my books and even my Amazon author page. You can find videos about messages I've provided. Soon my TEDx talk will be up there, which you can review. So that is the hub for everything, JackieBailey360.com. And if you'd like to be an advocate for children, I encourage you to sponsor a child or make a donation to the nonprofit so that we can give voice to more children internationally. Nice. Thank you. And Jamie, where can people learn more about you? People can learn more about me at really simple, jamiemartincoaching.com. You'll find all the information there. Um, or go to LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great place to find me because that's where I tend to hang out the most. And I do, um, I'm doing a pod, or a LinkedIn live that's around making sure we're raising women's voices on all sorts of different topics. So take a look there. Fantastic. And Bob, where can people learn more about you? Best place is themoneynerve.com. That's got the website. It's got free resources, got my books, courses, and all that good stuff. And uh, we're always happy to just chat with people that are learning to um, normalize their conversations around money and money mindset because it's not just about money. It leads. It's just a. It's just a doorway into who we are as as a person. Awesome. And you can learn more about me. I'm at the Deb Method everywhere. And if you go to thedebmethod.com slash blog, you will get the recap to this and my previous episodes, as well as some of the, the high points, the goals, 
and links to connect with our guests. Uh, I go live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific. And then again, Thursdays becomes an episode of the Dev Show podcast. So please subscribe, YouTube, your favorite podcast platform, because we want you to succeed. We want to motivate you. We want to help you reach those goals and make those dreams a reality. Uh, Before we wrap, I'd love one final thought from each of you. What do you want people to take away most from this wonderful conversation? Bob? Um, you know, it comes up for me a lot is uh, gratitude. Um, whether I'm fully where I want to be or I'm still in the process of getting there, being grateful for what I've already done, grateful for being here in this moment, uh, just for me goes a long way. So important. Good one. Jamie? I would say take away that you have a voice and it needs to be heard. So take the small steps so that we can all start to experience your greatness. Yes. The more, the more you make it, the less you make it about yourself and the more you make it about others. It's less scary because you're doing it in service to others. Mm-hmm. Like that one. Jackie. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I agree with Jamie. Uh, your voice is your superpower. And since she's already mentioned the way that it can help you advocate for yourself, I would say sometimes you also have to be the advocate for others. And so when you see the weakness in others and you can encourage them, be their cheerleader, that is also a way to give back and to inspire others. So use your voice for good, whether it is to benefit you or to benefit others. Yes, you use that voice. Um, because you have much more power than you realize and you never know who who needs to hear what it is you have to say. Right. Oh, what a wonderful conversation. Thank you again, Jackie Bailey, Jamie Martin, and Bob Wheeler for joining me. And thank you for tuning in to Gold Chat Live. I'm Deborah Eckerling. Please connect, watch, rinse, repeat. Learn to self and practice, become a better self-advocator because whatever you want is there for you. So go on out there, go for it because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.